Hey, Marshall. Hello, Elizabeth. Would you like to talk about Lost? I would. It's been a while. That's great. I totally almost forgot why we were here and um, almost forgot our little opening and just yeah. didn't say anything for a second there. It's been, it's been the holidays, yep. so yep. we get a pass. It's a new year, and we're going to talk about Lost because this is Jungle of Mystery, and that's what we do here. This week, we are talking about Season 1, Episode 12, Whatever the Case May Be. We are officially more than halfway through the season, correct? I think it's 22 episodes. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And you were right about this episode being a Kate episode. I don't know if you remember that. I do not, but I am glad that I was right. Yeah, you were right. So you four said weeks ago. something about, like, you thought it was going to relate to her, like, criminal case. But you you guess that it was Kate, which obviously, like, without knowing there was a briefcase in this episode, there was literally no context for what the title meant. Oh, that's true. Was, so, congrats. It was a case. There we go. So, first I want to knock out these flashbacks, because honestly, this episode, we don't learn a whole lot <laughs> about anybody. Like, we already knew that Kate was Little Miss manipulate everybody to get what I need, right? Well, so, we this... do we do finally learn what, what Kate is in trouble for. Which has been, you know, oh, that's interesting. A big thing. Say that. Oh, so this is not what she's in trouble could, for. Could be. It could be, or there could be more. <laughs> well, that's what. Okay. All right. All right. <laughs> but yes, we we yeah sure we learn. Yeah sure. Some shit Kate has done, but yeah. So I feel like this whole time she's been talking about how nobody can trust her, and everyone's like can't trust that Kate. But the other episode we had of her, she was kind of like Little Miss Wholesome. Let me rescue Farmer Ray, right? Yeah. But. I don't know. This isn't a bad episode. It doesn't really add much to anything. Well, it's and again, I had to it, it seems to be like, you know, they, they definitely space out like the intense episodes with more exposition. Yeah. Episodes, just I like character driven. Because yeah. like the last episode was the hatch. Right. Which was, you know, a huge thing. And then they don't even touch on that at all. Yeah. And that's kind of like especially having seen this show a million times. When we get to episodes like this, I'm kind of like, okay, come on, come on, let's get a move on, right? Let's get to the yeah. cool stuff. So and they did the, the same thing with the with jungle noises, where it's like, oh, yeah. they have jungle noises, and they don't talk about it for three episodes. Right. Which is fine. That's a TV thing. Yeah. I'm not going to hold that against them. No, it's definitely, it works really well, especially like your first couple times watching it. I'm just crazy, and I've seen it too many times, and I'm like... Your first couple of times watching it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we're going to talk about the flashbacks first. Okay. We are at a bank and Mrs. Ryan is trying to get a loan. And while she's kind of mid banter, kind of a little flirty. Oh yeah. The bank manager, there's a randomly an armed robbery. And, um, you know, we think that she's one of the victims. She's thrown to the ground with everybody else. And I loved her, her being Kate, not, uh, Evangeline Lily, but Kate's acting here as like a, I don't know how to use a gun. Right. Yeah. I was, so that whole thing, as soon as she picked up that gun, yeah. like, she would have been gunned down immediately. Like, so at that point, when they didn't shoot her, I it confirmed, because at first I was suspicious, and then when they didn't shoot her immediately, I was like, okay, she's in on it. Well, they didn't shoot the other guy either, did they? No, but he never got his hands on a gun. Right, but, like, he went after one of the gunmen and knocked his gun out of his hands. So you'd think and then she, Mr. And Ruthless... Then she no, but, but she would... she literally picked it up and pointed it yeah, at him. Yeah, yeah. 
it's very different than just wrestling with somebody like, that's true you can gang up on one person and, and right. beat them into submission whereas if someone is actively pointing a gun at you you typically uh so respond. was there before that moment happened was there like did you believe like oh my god she's just a victim of this whatever or i was, was suspicious. i was suspicious, suspicious automatically yeah. and uh <laughs> well especially because you know she says her name is mrs ryan and she's talking about how she needs a loan for this fucking coffee table book coffee table book yeah. yeah so did you think at any point i'm sorry for everybody listening i have a cold if that's not obvious did you think that this was the thing that she did uh i mean I, by the end of it i i do Cause I mean, have, I, I guess yeah. I kind of assume, I mean, I, I guess now in retrospect, I could say that here's what, here's what I thought. Yeah. I'll just go ahead and clarify it. Okay. She was part of the bank robbery and uh, by the end of the episode, she shoots a couple people. Yeah. And regardless of what else happens, I still thought, oh, she shoots like three people. Yeah. That's probably what she got in trouble for. Right. Okay. That's good. Okay. <laughs> so blah, blah, blah. She gets... I uh, can't use a gun. I don't know how to use it. So then... Also, she... Just to nitpick, but she... They show her pointing the gun, and she does, like, full trigger pulls, and then the guy says the safety is on, but typically safeties don't allow you to actually pull the trigger at all. Oh. So, there's that. Well, there you go. Didn't know it. Also, so the guy has a... The, the main guy... What, what was his name? Robert? I, I don't remember either. Robert number one... He's carrying like a Colt 1911, which mm -hmm. is a hammer fired pistol. And there's, I think, two different scenes where he aims at somebody and he pulls the hammer back. And then there's talking. And then for emphasis, he pulls the hammer back again. <laughs> oh. <laughs> which was pretty funny to me. So they always use the, uh, they still do that to this day in movies where they use the hammer pullback for, for emphasis. For emphasis. Yeah. Yeah. For like intimidation. Yeah. So. The robber drags her off into another room, and they reveal right away that she's in on it. Yep. And he makes fun of her. He's like, I don't know how to use a gun, really. And then they make out, of course. Yep. And uh, so their plan is he's going to beat the shit out of her to freak out the bank manager so that he'll give up his key. Which this whole thing is so funny to me, because like I worked at a bank for a little bit, and I oh, don't yeah. know what banker... I don't know why he resisted in the first place. Like, you're supposed to just immediately give in. And yeah, just like let them deal with it. Let the police deal with it afterwards. Like, yeah, that's the whole point. Like every bank window has that FDIC insurance yeah, sticker. Like, there's that's no the reward for being Mr. Brave Man. I'm not going to give you my key. Right. No, even in 2003 or whatever. Yeah. His argument is like, oh, you're just going to kill me anyway, which I guess we find out he was going to, which is kind of crazy. Yeah. Like, I feel like armed robbery is one thing, but then actually killing people when you didn't really need to is kind of like on a whole nother level in terms of if you get caught but whatever yeah typically armed robbery doesn't escalate to that until there's like extenuating circumstances right they yeah. don't just shoot someone because they feel like it right you know that's a whole different level of sociopathy yeah but clearly this guy was like riding some kind of high right yeah um but yeah so i just thought that was weird because i was like this whole thing needn't have happened because he should have just immediately been like, okay, sure, here, here you go, take it. <laughs> There's yep. like four guys in here with guns, like, what am I going to do? <laughs> exactly. It's futile. But yeah, when they're back in the vault or whatever, the manager is like, you know, just don't hurt the girl. And that's what kind of sets him off and he's laughing. He says, the girl's the one who set you up. The girl picked this bank and this vault and the whole thing was the girl's idea. 
And as he's doing this, I'm like, dude, what the fuck are you doing? Like, yeah, you take off your mask. You're pointing out the fact that she's in on it. And then it's like, oh, yeah, he's just going to kill him. He's going to smoke him. (laughs) That's why. (laughs) Which is fucking crazy. What was the point of having this whole ruse if you're just going to kill him? You know, like having her go in and be a plant and pretend to be a victim and like. Yeah, it was all very strange. Yeah, like she should have just killed him. But um, Kate gets really angry and she aims a gun at him and she says, hey, I said nobody gets hurt. And then she just like, bam, 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 takes down all the robbers. Yeah, she's like Jane Wick. (laughs) She doesn't kill any of them, though, right? She like just she incapacitates all of them, but I don't think she kills any of them. I think she only shoots everybody like once. He shoots she shoots, you know, mask off guy in the leg. Yeah. And then I think the other two like in the abdomen, which is not great. Not great. Yeah. Fairly survivable if you get medical attention. Also, he calls her Maggie. Uh, So I love this. So if do you remember in the Farmer Ray episode, she said her name was Annie. Annie. And once the jig is up and he's like, I'm sorry, Annie. She's like, my name's not Annie. And it's the same in this episode. Yeah. Right. Because she says she needs she wants safe deposit box 815. Two of our numbers. And Ah, um, yeah, shit. The robber's really pissed off. He's like, you're here for a safe deposit box? He's like, I swear. He says, I swear to God, you better kill me, Maggie. Because, and she goes, my name's not Maggie. Yeah. That's kind of a theme with her. We're going to learn. She's going to have many more flashbacks to come. and Lots, lots of, of aliases. Lots of aliases and <laughs> snarkily telling people, that's not my name. But yeah, that made me laugh. The, my name's not Maggie. I wonder how many flashbacks we actually have her using her real name. It's not very many. Huh. But yeah, so the, that's kind of the, the the gist of the flashbacks is she wanted this specific box. And did they show the plane in that scene? Does she open it and take the plane out? No, she. There, there's just the envelope with, you could tell there's something yeah, okay. inside of it. So yeah, all very weird. So yeah, that's why I wanted to know if, like, we get the reveal at the end of the episode, oh, it, it belonged to the man I killed, which obviously means that happened before this robbery, right? Yeah, of We can assume. So I didn't know if you went the whole episode thinking, oh, this robbery is the the thing that she did. And then it's like, oh, wait, oh, she killed somebody, right? Yeah, but the fact that she's still actively being a criminal, she could be arrested for anything. Like, there's there's plenty of people who commit a ton of crimes. Oh, she's done they so get, much. <laughs> they get caught on one thing, right? That's how they get, like, all, like people who are in organized crime, they get them on, like, tax evasion. Or yeah. something stupid, right? right? Until they can bring more evidence against them so i, I, I but you know. was, was it a little bit of a shock to you like i feel like we've been going on the assumption that because she's such a sympathetic character like maybe one time she did one bad thing right and it was obviously very bad because of this huge manhunt that we know i assume i assume she had killed somebody okay yeah or something along those lines yeah like to have this level of security and like all this extradition stuff mm-hmm. for her to flee to the other side of the world essentially is, you know, people don't do that if they, you know, rob a Seven Eleven. Right. <laughs> they don't go to Australia to run yeah. away. Yeah. Yeah. So that's, that's kind of all that we really learn about her. This episode is just like, she uses people to get what she wants. Um, she's a very, very manipulative character. Yeah. She's almost kind of like a psychopath. Yeah, you can say that. The definition of a psychopath. <laughs> but she feels Except so that she bad does... about it all the time. I know, but we still haven't established if the reason she feels bad about it is because... If she feels bad about it because she feels bad about the people, that's one thing. But if she feels bad about it because it hurts her perception to other people, then that falls in line with being psychopathic. Yeah. Well, I think... I mean, 
We know that she cares about other people, right? She's been very insistent that she doesn't want anybody to get hurt for her, right? True. She, she takes the time to save Farmer Ray, even though that gets her caught in that other episode. Yeah. Taking all that time to drag him up the hill away from the car. And then in this episode, you know, she gets really pissed off when she thinks people are going to get hurt. And she takes out all the robbers or whatever. So it's like, she cares about other people's lives, but I think that's kind of as far as it goes, right? She Other people are tools for her to use, but she doesn't want them to die or get hurt. She just wants them to do what she wants them to do. <laughs> but she's still perfectly fine with shooting people, which is, yeah. is use of deadly force. Yeah. Right, so. So on the island, we're going to see a lot more of this with her interactions with um, Sawyer and with Jack. So the, the opening scene is uh, she's like, harvesting fruit and finds out that Sawyer's following her which I kind of thought was funny he's just like I mean what the fuck are you doing out here by yourself and they flirt a lot and then they find this really nice little swimming hole uh which we will see again it's a hashtag landmark that's gonna pop up later in the show but yeah they do some more flirting they're gonna swim Sawyer keeps his jeans on again for the swimming again oh it's disgusting I hate it so much I also, I, I, don't I hate get that. I don't get why she left her shirt on either. Like, they've so, shown her without a shirt on. Well, that makes more sense to me. I mean. I guess. It's one thing to, like, take your pants off and be in your panties to swim. Because that's essentially the same as, like, a bikini bottom, right? But I could see being a little bit more uncomfortable. Like, taking your shirt off. Especially, like, maybe she didn't have a bra on under the shirt. We don't know. Well, she had a bra on because you could see by the sweat lines that she had a bra on. Oh, you're right. But yeah, no, I I got that, especially because it was just like a little tank top. That wouldn't feel that horrible to swim in. But jeans, I yeah, his his thing with keeping jeans on is is a it's so fucking the worst worst fetish ever. Uh, I want to know what kind of underwear he wears. Like, does he not probably? You know what? He might not. Oh, maybe he doesn't. Oh, but with blue jeans, what? That's even worse. I mean, he is such a horrible person <laughs> that the fact that he doesn't that he goes commando in jeans on an island doesn't surprise me he might be uh you know sadomasochist he's like ah oh, yeah i love the sand in my crotch it makes me feel alive uh-huh. anyway so. that's horrible but i kind of like this scene. i mean i like obviously it it goes south pretty quickly but initially in this episode i really like all their flirting they're like swimming and like tickling each other or whatever and just being cute and then they're like, oh shit, dead bodies. <laughs> dead yeah. bodies in the water. Ew. Oh, God. Remarkably well-preserved dead bodies. Well, I don't know. How long has it been? They're super bloated. They were not that bloated. Really? Have you seen what a body looks like after it's been in the water for a couple of days? I've seen like, like, like a know, real human body. The TV version. So maybe no, that's why I'm it talking about like, like if you look at footage of like Jonestown, stuff like that. People that they found like floating um, in canals yeah, and no, stuff. Right. Yeah, they 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 look like double their normal size. No, okay. And yeah, at yeah, that point, right. they would have been consumed by whatever was living in the thing. They would have right. burnt. They would have popped like a pinion. Like <laughs> you're right. Pinata. You're right. You're right. Anyway, I appreciate what they're trying to do. Yeah. You know. Yeah. But I feel like it even would have been cooler if they had just showed like two legs strapped <laughs> into the chair with like all this flotsam and jetsam floating around it. But you know, yeah, that's fine. They, you know, they obviously get out of the water because it's fucking gross. And then Sawyer goes back in to loot the bodies. And Kate's like, how could you? But <laughs> I know, she goes right? With Seriously? Him. Are we still on your high horse? Yeah. She goes with him and she sees the briefcase that she wants and kind of like smirks. And then she tells Sawyer to get it for her because it's hers. But then we see her looking at it, like trying to figure out how to open it. And he's like, that's not yours, is it? 
And so Sawyer's like, well, then I'm just going to keep it. And she's like, fine, I don't care. Yeah. But then we have several times in this episode her trying and failing to take it back from him. Like this next, this next time, the next scene we see of them together, she sneaks up on him while he's asleep and he's got it in between his legs. <laughs> yeah, he managed to turn the whole thing into a sexual assault. Well, it's just like, is it that important to you that she doesn't get it back? I don't know. I but, do understand sleeping with something between your legs because it helps my knees not feel pain. Well, like, but a big ass metal briefcase? Probably not that. No. True. Yeah. But anyway, yeah, she ends up on top of him again. It's kind of a theme with them. He's super gross about it. So he's he's gross this entire episode. <laughs> there so are moments gross. that I like. Just because, that, like... That, you should talk to somebody no, about that. No, no. Because she gives it back to him sometimes. Okay, like, but that doesn't make initial... Uh, they're God, just two just... shitty people who need to have sex, Marshall. Yeah, but the way he's always like, oh, yeah, I know you wanted it. Yeah, it's just like, oh, God. No, I agree. I agree. Those moments suck. But that's not every moment. Yeah, Sometimes... it just kind of tarnishes the other moments <laughs> it does. for me. It does. So anyway, she doesn't get the case back from him. And then we see, <laughs> we see uh, a scene later of Hurley and Michael making fun of him because he's trying to pick the lock. And Michael's like, you're trying to pick the lock on a Halliburton? <laughs> Like, Which, okay. I didn't do any research into this. I don't know if a Halliburton is a real case or not. I do know Halliburton. It sounds real. <laughs> do you that... know Halliburton outside of this? Yeah. Yeah, the D Dick Cheney's company that made several, uh, almost a billion dollars off of repairing Iraq after the Iraq War. Yeah. Yeah, so. But, I, yeah, I just mean the whole, like, how impossible it is to open it or whatever, right? Like. Yeah, I just wonder if that was a reference to old Dick. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Clearly, it's it's a big deal to try to pick the lock on it. And, and Michael says he needs impact velocity. He needs to use a bunch of force to get it open. Picking it's not going to work. Yeah. So we, we see a funny montage of that later. But first, I kind of threw this in here because I didn't have anywhere else to talk about it. We finally see Rose again. Yeah. yeah. We haven't seen Rose since, like, Walkabout, I think. Yeah, L Larissa was like, oh, she's still alive. Yeah, so it's been, what, eight episodes since we've seen her? been uh it's been uh it's been a tick yeah I, th I think it's been eight episodes and i absolutely love her with charlie this episode yes they had some some nice yeah. like you know comforting interactions yeah so he's he's sitting there moping which he has every right to do yeah i don't know if i don't even know if moping does yeah moping justice. is a little like, harsh way to say he's it. like having a existential crisis yeah or something. yeah He's mourning. He, he yeah, he's mourning. sitting there mourning is a, is a much better, much better way to say it. But yeah, this is everyone's moving, moving camp. And she looks at him and she says, you think you're the only one on this island who's got something to be sad about? And it's like, damn. Yeah. Like, obviously she's doing this to, you know, get him out of his own head and, and help. But it's like, woo, Rose. Um, but it works. Yep. And he, he helps her uh, move her things up the beach. And we'll, we'll talk more about their interactions later. But, um. I just like that moment where she's just kind of like, come on, you know, pick yourself up. She's definitely a really good character for that. Because I promise she she's going to continue to be like pretty minor, but I don't think we're going to go eight episodes without seeing her again. <laughs> like she's going to exist. Well, she seems to, to be like a character that is like not a foil, but a, it, it, I don't know what the, I guess the proper cinematic term is or literary term, but someone that allows other characters to like, forces them to reflect on their current state. Yeah. You know, from like a, from an outward perspective. Yeah. So she did it with Jack, with the whole concept of death. 
and about her belief that her husband was still alive. Yeah. You know, and, and, and stuff like that. And then she she makes she forces Charlie, not in a negative way, but but through her actions, forces Charlie to come to terms with what's happening. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And I mean, she's definitely uh, of the characters that we see that really get to have dialogue and, and be important. She's the oldest. So you definitely get the sense that she's the old wise woman who's basically going to be everybody's mama. She older I mean, than Locke? I guess we don't really know. But I think, yeah, I mean, hmm. she, I mean, I guess it's a big difference in like physique and everything, but she kind of seems like little old lady, right? Whereas he's maybe like in his 40s? Really? 50s? I was thinking 50s. I don't it's know. Probably 50s. I would say maybe he's in like mid 50s and she's early 60s or something. I don't know. I'm very bad at guessing ages of people. Yeah. <laughs> bad with kids, yeah. bad with older people. <laughs> I'm really bad at it. Yeah. I'm like, that kid looks like he's between 12 and 13 and i don't know like and then it's like oh they're like eight <laughs> he's between 10 and 20 anyway we'll talk more about rose later but um we get our our montage of sawyer trying to crack the case open it's pretty great he he says physics my ass which makes me laugh yeah he climbs a tree to drop the case on a rock as a as a kind of a last resort and as soon as the case falls kate fucking runs out <laughs> and grabs it like a little yeah. mouse she just like skitters out he grabs it and he, My precious. he fucking hoofs it after yeah. her. And they end up wrestling again uh, for the case. More sexual assault. And she, <laughs> I love this because, okay, uh, earlier in the tent, she headbutts him, right? Oh, yeah, that was great. I did enjoy seeing him get headbutt. She tries to headbutt him again and misses. And he's like in the middle of taunting her. And she's like, oh, you need a new move. And then she hits him again. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> and fucking knocks him out. But still he ends up with the case because he's such an asshole. And like he and he reveals in this scene, like he doesn't give a shit about the case. He just is dying to know why it's so important to her. And that's the yeah. only reason he won't give it back. Like this isn't him being Sawyer and just wanting stuff, right? He doesn't want what's in it. He's just like, I want to know why you're so pissed about it. I think it is him being Sawyer because even in the previous in the previous episodes where he withheld information. Oh, no, no, no. I mean, yes, yes, it's him. Being Sawyer, but what I meant by that was he doesn't care about possessing the things that are in the case, right? He's not trying to like hoard stuff. He is just trying to fuck with her. Yeah, exactly. Which is crazy because he's so determined. Like we've seen them wrestle for it twice. He just chased her down like he meant business. She had such a head start. And he like <laughs> I guess he's bigger and got longer legs, but damn. He, you know, chased her through the jungle and tackled her for it. I don't know. Just seems pretty intense just to fuck with somebody. Yeah, he could also I guess see above that grass yeah probably help yeah um so kate finally goes to jack for help he's we kind of get the sense that he's like over her shit right oh yeah because <laughs> she's like what does she say she says we have a problem and he's like do we have a problem or do you have a problem <laughs> yeah i was like oh like, damn the yeah. shine is coming off the apple it's cold she tells him about the case says that it has four guns in it with ammo it's four another number and she knows where the key is but it's on the marshal's body so they'll have to dig it up and jack is gonna help her but he wants to know what else is in the case like he immediately does not trust her and he's just like what you know why does it matter to you and she tries to play it off and she's like what are you talking about it's got guns in it that's why it's important right yeah and she's just so obvious about it yeah like she's she's lying to him but doing it poorly which is crazy yep. to me we know all this shit she's done how is she such a bad liar i guess it's just because i mean like she's around jack or something yeah you know she's like disarmed by his yeah i guess it's supposed to be like she can't lie to jack right i can't lie to you (laughs) but yeah so he says my loins won't let me lie to you 
He says he'll help her, but they have to open the case together. And, uh, which is fair. Like, part of me wants to be, like, you know, kind of stay out of her business, but, like, she's asking him for help, so. I don't know. He, he has yeah, every right to be I, to her. I mean, I, yeah, and, and later, like, I don't, I don't have a problem with him, like, pressing her for what is actually there you know because it's like he went through all this stuff to get yeah. his box like yeah hey tell me what's in there yeah you know i didn't have to do any of this that's true so we we'll go back to charlie and rose for a second charlie is basically going off about all the reasons to be you know all the reasons he's feeling the way he's feeling about how they still don't know where claire is and how he almost fucking died and like there's other people out there and rose interrupts him and is like, Charlie, stop. And she says, you know, nobody blames you for what happened to Claire. You did every, you literally did everything you could have done. Like, you almost died trying to save her and nobody blames you. And he says, maybe I should have died. Yeah. And then she says, you know what I think, Charlie? I think you need to ask for help. And this, this isn't going to be like a huge, I guess, theme in the near future. But I, this interaction kind of reminds me of Locke and Charlie. Like, and by that, I mean, it's very different. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, from Locke yeah. and Charlie. So going forward, there's there's lots of I think kind of Rose versus Locke and how they handle faith and uh you know sharing their faith with other people. Hmm. And I really really enjoy <laughs> how Rose does it in this episode. And it kind of is like a harsh contrast I think to what Locke is doing. Yeah, I mean she does it in a uh, she she does it like for him kind yeah. of like she suggests it and at the end, I mean the end of the episode she she prays over him and she's not like you have to do this you have to do this right. you know yeah. it's like this is you know she leads by example which yeah. you know is what you're supposed to do <laughs> i love rose so much fuck okay <laughs> back to jack and kate they dig up the body and kate reaches in for the wallet it's got maggots all over it when she opens it and she's like ugh, and drops it and jack again does not fall for her shit he's just like that was some nice sleight of hand kate where's the key yeah it's like damn boy he also did a terrible job of burying that body <laughs> he buried it like a foot deep i mean <laughs> just chuck it in the ocean dude <laughs> Yeah, didn't like, they establish that, like, if they were going to bury somebody, it'd have to be, like, at least six feet deep? Yeah, they had a whole discussion about that. Yeah. And about, I mean, like, the the <laughs> hogs are going to root them up out of the ground or whatever. And he, like, uh, he essentially, like, <laughs> dug a fridge <laughs> drain like, for this him. guy. <laughs> yeah. I think it was pine straw on top of him, which we thought was funny. Oh, yeah. On an island. Like, from where? <laughs> yeah. Y'all gonna... <laughs> Just the, the the plane crash have a shipment from Home Depot in it with some <laughs> fucking pine straw. Pine straw smugglers. That whole sequence was was funny. But anyway, yeah, he I, I kind of like I guess respect him in this scene because I thought it was pretty impressive sleight of hand, right? I fell yeah, for it. But I he, did too. He is immediately just like because he's even like he picks up the wallet and he's like the key's not in here and she looks so disappointed and he's just like yeah all right where's the key. <laughs> Yeah. Now that they have the key, Jack goes to Sawyer to get the case, and um, he threatens to stop treating his wound unless he gives it to him. Which I I kind of agree with Sawyer here, where I there's don't no think way he could do it. Yeah, but Sawyer gives him the case. But I think it's more out of pity for Jack. Yeah, yeah, because we know already, like it was such a break for Jack to do the torture or to stand by with the torture stuff that it. it for him to say, I'm not, I'm not going to treat you anymore. And it's like, okay, we know this isn't true. Yeah, we know you there's know? no way he could do it. But he he tries his best to be intimidating about it. But it's like, really, Jack? Really? Yeah. But yeah, Sawyer says, uh, she tell you what's inside? Yeah, me neither. And he says, I know you think you're doing her a favor, but however she talked you into doing this, she lied. <laughs> so I just wanted Jack to say, yeah, I know. 
Yeah, but, like he he's well aware. Yeah, bud, I get it. I think this is one one instance where he's not taken in by her, right? Oh yeah. Like he, it, in my interpretation of this episode, is he's not doing any of this for her. He's doing this because there's guns in the case and they need the guns, right? Yeah, he, it's gone downhill ever since he uh, told her that she would know when he was checking her out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah so jack seems to be a lot less starry-eyed over her in this episode so they they get the case he shows her that he has it and he says we're gonna do this together and she's mad at him she's like why you know why do you why do we have to do it like this and he says because that's what i said we'd do and it's like oh i mean he's right <laughs> he's a man of his word yep so they open the case it has the guns and the money and everything she said it would have in it but it also has a little envelope that says personal effects and all that's in it is this that little tiny model airplane and um that's when jack presses her to say what it is she says, I be- it belonged to the man I loved and it belonged to the man I killed. And yeah. he, he, she's very upset and he's like visibly shaken as well. But then he ultimately just takes the case and leaves her crying there without comforting her, which I feel like is kind of a big moment for them, right? There's been such yeah. a loss of trust. Oh yeah, definitely. Well earned. In, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So the whole case thing. So tell me, tell me about this. It belonged to the man I loved. It belonged to the man I killed. Do you have any thoughts about that? Well, first, uh, let me just touch on the case a little bit sure i mean i know i know there are there are like very expensive cases you can put stuff in that are very protective and maybe even waterproof it's very strange to put four loose guns in a case yeah i don't know anyone that would do that like without the little cutouts or whatever or just like yeah like pat it out like Like you don't want them banging against each other Yeah, yeah it's like a safety thing you know, it's all about even if you know and you check a gun a hundred times and it's empty, you still don't want to put it in a position where it could get bumped or the trigger could get right. bumped. Like there were just guns lying in a case. So it was just very strange. Hmm. Also, like the entire time they're carrying it around, it's not making any noise. And they open it up and there's four guns. In it. <laughs> like, yeah, there's lots of throwing this case around and they're, they would make some noise. Yeah. So there's all that. Whatever. That's fine. Suspension of disbelief. Yeah. The man I love, the man I killed, I, in the plane thing, the plane looks like a DC, like a, what was the company? I think it's Douglas maybe, but it was, they made a uh, car carriers like starting in World War II. And then they made passenger airplanes up until maybe the sixties or seventies until they, they stopped, they switched away from the twin prop design, but it's a very like familiar looking plane. I really don't know how to parse the significance right for her obviously it's a plane planes are a big thing there's a plane crash yeah yeah i, I mean i know she hasn't really talked about anybody that she loved other than her like she's she's talked about her dad and how he taught her to hunt, hunt and track yeah. or whatever but i don't think that's who she's talking about when she says the man i love like that's that's not like well, a no, definitely. Thing. That's something you would only say in a romantic context. Exactly. Yeah. So I, beyond that, I don't have an idea. So it's the first kind of suggestion we have of, of an an adult Kate being attached to someone, right? Because yeah, the the when she opened up about her dad, she was talking about when she was a kid. So now we know that there was a man that she was in love with, and we will learn more about it. I promise. And even if we didn't know the timeline, we know it wasn't that douchebag bank robber guy. <laughs> Right, I think it's pretty, pretty clear that's not the man she uh, loved. Man, that was yeah. At first, obvious. I was like, yeah, I was like, oh, are they doing the thing? It's like it happens a lot of times when they're like sexy heist movies. They're like, yeah, we're gonna bone down in the middle of a crime or whatever. Oh, oh god. I mean, I'm sure they had sex a lot prior to, right? For, uh, I guess. I mean, it kind of seemed like they were in a relationship, but it was clearly just that so she could get him to do this for her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She was. Uh, anyway, yeah, that that is not the man that she. 
she loved. Honey potting <laughs> him, so yeah. to speak. Yeah. We get we get one last scene with Charlie and Rose. They're talking about her husband again. He says, your husband was in the tail section of the plane. And she says, yes, he was, but he'll be back. And he says, you think he's still alive? And she said, I know he is. God, this creeps me out. <laughs> she says, there, what, but then she says, there's a fine line between denial and faith. It's much better on my side. And this makes Charlie break down crying and he says, help me. And that's yeah. when they pray together. So I wanted to know your thoughts on this because in Walkabout, when she had the same kind of cryptic conversation with Jack, you were thinking, well, maybe she also knows something about the island. But did this scene change that for you? Do you still think like she knows that he must be alive because of island magic? Or is it purely just like, I don't, I don't, I don't know. And and then when I say the thing that creeps me out, I just like, she's like, he'll be back. I'm just imagining like him, like walking out of the water as like a zombie. (laughs) Like a zombie. Oh my God. Yeah. (laughs) Which I know is not probably, I mean, who knows what this is. You don't know. You don't know. I don't, I don't know, but that seems unlikely, but who knows? Yeah. Uh, But that's like, that's why I say like, oh, he's alive. He'll be back. I'm just like, (laughs) oh God. It certainly seems like a nice little nugget of foreshadowing like maybe yeah exactly yeah everything is is foreshadowing yeah so i again i i don't know like she does everything she does is like very genuine you know obviously we haven't seen a ton of her yeah so it's harder to say but like you know the stuff Locke does is also motivated by like intense belief but it's it's more it's more like ends justify the means kind of thing whereas she just seems to just be genuine in her belief and she's just she has faith and she's just doing stuff you know she's trying to help people genuinely you know being an actual good christian (laughs) right (laughs) yeah i guess i kind of maybe think less that she has any kind of a glimpse yeah into the island just because it's she's still doing it it's two weeks later yeah and i mean still holding on to it i think you know this scene ends with her praying over him. So I think the intention with her is not faith in the island, capital I, but faith in God. No, no, right? she's, yeah. no, it's, it's, it's a, it's a different kind of faith. Yeah. It's like traditional Christian faith. Yeah. So yeah, I, I think it's my opinion is kind of moved away from her yeah. having seen something. But again, the concept of, of, of faith is that she could have like a feeling or something. Right. right? Like that's, being yeah, that's there. Right. Yeah. If there is, you know, obviously I think, I don't think it's a stretch to say there's a supernatural component to this island right right which would tie directly to belief in god it's supernatural so so maybe there's like some kind of connection there i don't know but i did like her interaction with charlie i I feel bad for charlie oh my god when he breaks down crying and says help me yeah i was like oh god it it breaks me every time that scene makes me cry so much I'm glad it's a quick scene because like, oh my God. Yeah. Oh, it makes me cry. And he looks like shit the whole time. It's I like know. really God. selling Those like how bad. on his neck and like his yeah. face. Yeah, it's like, you got, you, got, you know, hung. <laughs> I just, poor Charlie. Oh, man. So there's another little subplot in this episode that we haven't talked about yet that is with Shannon and Saeed um, that I want to get into. Again, don't learn much from it at all, but it's a nice little reminder that there's shit going on. Jack, early in the episode, is talking to Saeed about, he tries one more time to be like, hey, you guys should move inland instead of just moving further up the beach. Yeah. And Saeed's like, no. And then Jack says he wants to go see Rousseau to get her help with finding Claire. And because... Because, you know, he's like, didn't you say she talked about other people being on the island and maybe she knows 
knows something. But now Saeed is saying that she's crazy and that when he heard the voices or he thought he heard the whispers, he was just hearing the wind and that he's been looking he's at her denial. Maps. Yeah, he's been looking at her maps and he can't translate them and he thinks maybe that's for the best because she's crazy. Yeah, so, when, he, when he said <laughs> some, maybe some things are better left untranslated, I was like, no, absolutely <laughs> not. You better fucking translate it. You better fucking translate these. So I didn't know. I wanted to get your impression of that. Do you think that he's really changed his mind and that he just thinks she's crazy now? Or do you think he's like trying to protect her? I think he's in denial. Yeah, you think he's in denial? Yeah. I think he went through a lot of shit. Because it's been, it's been a couple days now since it happened. So he's had enough time to talk himself out of it. Exactly. Like, no, it must have been nothing. Right. Yeah. And especially yeah. he's looking through all her stuff and it seems to be crazy jumbled crap. And he's like, well, <laughs> I was wrong. She's crazy. <laughs> Exactly. Yeah. And obvious and the rest of her actions were pretty nuts. Oh uh, yeah, so pretty nuts. It's not a you know, it's very easy. I mean the the whole thing with like people being able to change their own memories goes both ways. Like some people can make their memories more extravagant. Yeah. And some people will go back, especially when dealing with trauma and change right. stuff to, to to be less Yeah. Or unexplainable. Anything, anything unexplained. Yeah. Anything that seems like it could be, you know, something fantastical. It's easy to talk yourself out of it. Yeah, because he went out by himself to, like, cope and, like, try to work through what he had done and like the promise he had broken. Yeah. And they ended up a captive of a French woman yeah. on a bed getting yeah. tortured. Tortured, yeah. So uh, I think it went very differently than he expected it to. Yeah. So he went from trauma to trauma. Yeah. So yeah, I think he's just trying to talk himself out of it. Okay. I don't think he actually doesn't think it happened. I think he's just trying to, right. to cope with it. But you think that like he's telling the truth here, right? It's it yeah. might be him fooling himself, but he is telling the truth. He's not like I don't secretly think he's deceiving just... him. Yeah, okay. No, I think his his whole thing with like coming out of being an interrogator uh, and all the stuff he did with the army, I think he definitely wants like probably wants to be more truthful. You know, yeah. like his whole thing was trying to deceive people to get information. And so I think part of his guilt from that is not doing that anymore, I would think. Okay, that's fair. At least he's not as deceitful as other people on the island. I'll say that. Yeah, for sure. Kate Locke. Not that that's hard. <laughs> a... Yeah, the bar's set pretty low. Yeah, pretty low. So we see Shannon talking to Boone. Uh, she says they've been gone all day for the last four days. Another number. Boone says they're looking for Claire and she's she's skeptical, but he says he's trying to contribute something because everybody thinks they're a joke. Yeah. And then he says, I'm doing I'm trying to do something, but you're just being useless, um, which like, ouch. Like, I, f I feel so protective of her in this episode, even though like up until now, she's given us no reason to like her. But it's like <laughs> other than the asthma. <laughs> I just feel bad for her asthma. Uh, maybe that's it, because the last time an episode featured her was the asthma thing. But now she's back to sunning herself and reading, so it's kind of like... She sunbathes a lot. Yeah, she's going to get... Is that safe I mean, at she's this not... point? No. Well, I mean, I know it's, it's never... not really Sunbathing is never it's safe. Never... Okay, sorry, I shouldn't have phrased it like that. But like, you know, fine, you're on vacation to the beach for a couple days, you sunbathe. Not great. But like, it's been weeks. <laughs> is she doing this every day? She just... Her dream is to be a turkey. But anyway, Saeed approaches her and... <laughs> Kind of flirts with her a little bit, and he's like, you know, the sun's pretty harsh. We're really close to the equator. She's like, I have a solid base. <laughs> um, wow, that was a good impression. <laughs> um, he wants her to help translate the French papers, and she is kind of immediately suspicious that Boone put him up to it, and she like shuts down and doesn't want to help. Yeah, but Saeed's really hot, so like we know. Oh God, I'm sorry, but he is, and so we know that she's gonna help him in that scene, okay? Because he's hot. Oh heavens! You don't disagree? No, it's just I I, I didn't think in that moment that that's what the motivation was, but I guess that makes sense. Yeah, well, he, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> 
Especially with all the flirting they do in this episode. Did they flirt this episode? Did they flirt this episode? Yeah. Oh, I'm bad at picking those signals up. When they're it's a, when mi- they're it's a this- miracle I got married. <laughs> when they're looking at the maps in this next scene, he's kind of like trying to start a conversation and he's asking how she knows French. And she says, oh, you know, there was a guy in France. And he kind of puts his hand on his cheek and he's like, a guy, huh? <laughs> I thought he was just mocking her. No, he's he's being i thought he was mocking her like how how like the stereotype when girls talk about guys they're like oh tell me more well no he was was like he was being goofy but he was he was flirting you asshole that whole whoa (laughs) (laughs) what the whoa hold on a second no, I didn't think I was being an asshole. Anyway, sorry. I'm sorry. You're not an asshole. But that, yes, they were flirting. Okay. Well, and I there don't you hate go. it. That's fair. <laughs> you, did, you also didn't hate some of Sawyer and Kate's All right, whatever. Episodes. So the bar is, again, the bar is pretty low. This is much more innocent. Yes, it is. I agree. <laughs> Since I found out now that it's flirting. <laughs> We're Marshall. <laughs> it doesn't Since matter I now because I'm because I'm married, so I don't have to worry about what's flirting or isn't. <laughs> so she's translating for him, and it's all this random crap. Blue infinity, the sea of silver sparkles, and Saeed's getting mad because her translations don't correlate like at all to what he's seeing on the maps. Yep. And she says that they sound familiar, and Saeed is like, "How the fuck does this sound familiar? Like you've been saying gibberish." And he says, "This is a mis- this was a mistake." And she says, "Yeah, haven't you heard? I'm completely useless." And again, <laughs> like weird. I feel bad for her. I do feel bad for her in that moment. Yeah. Sure. And then uh, we don't see them talk to each other again until the end of the episode. Shannon sits down next to Saeed on the beach and she says the French woman's writing is from a French dub of that fish movie from a yeah, song no. that plays at the end. That fish movie. Uh, this made me feel incredibly old. And she's like, you know, the computer one. Like, I, I was like, what kind of old ass weird animated movie? Like, is it a Don Blue? film no i was like oh god it's finding it's nemo, finding nemo. i'm I know. old that, as fuck that fish movie yep that fish movie that came out in 2002 three 2003 i think yeah oh, god, I was yeah but so yeah she says she watched it over and over again with her boyfriend's bratty little kid and this song plays at the end of the french dub of it Somewhere and then she sings it to him Somewhere waiting for me. <laughs> Fun fact, that is actually the song that plays at the end. This what what she's singing is the same tune because it's essentially the same song. Yeah. But it's technically not the same song. But anyway. Do you know if it's like originally French and translated to English? No, it's or... well, yes, it's a, it's originally a French song called La Mer from like the forties. Okay. And the song that actually plays at the end of Finding Nemo, including the French version, is an English song that's like based on that song it's not a translation from french to english it's a different song but it's the same tune and it's like very similar but it is different lyrics but anyway weird while she's singing to him this song boone steps out of the jungle and sees her and looks like he's gonna fucking kill somebody i he does can we talk about that for a second i don't know i was like he looks he's got yeah He, uh, I don't know, he's like, he's got like Ted Bundy eyes. Yeah. Like, I was not sure what they were trying to convey there. Do you have, okay, do you want to take a stab at it? Like, impression? Was it significant? It's not insignificant. Hmm. Ooh, 
maybe Boone has been converted. And so now he doesn't want anyone solving anything about the island. Okay. So yeah, he's see, on Locke's yeah. team now. And he thinks that like the more stuff that gets discovered about the island, the less likely people are going to want to stay there. Yeah. So we know from this episode, we saw very little of him. I think we actually skipped over it, but there was one scene of him with Locke. He brings him the axe. Yeah. But Shannon says for the past four days, he's been with Locke from sunup to sundown. So certainly would seem that he's had time to be, you know, kind of brainwashed <laughs> by Locke. And that, that look at the end is very ominous. That's pretty quick for brainwashing, but he's maybe he's <laughs> maybe he's been uh I don't know. I you mean know, you're influenced. Yeah, sure. I don't I don't mean like literal brainwashing, but like Yeah. Okay. You know, yeah, if we Going back to, you know, whoever sabotaged Saeed's thing, his little radio transmitter transmission. Oh my god, that was that English. <laughs> One of our suspects was Locke, right? Yep. We have reason to believe that Locke doesn't like that Saeed is making progress, even though he's not. But you know what I mean? Like <laughs> trying to make progress and getting off the island. So yeah, that's definitely a possibility. And I will say it is not insignificant, so we will learn more about it. Hmm. I thought it was just weird acting, but uh, <laughs> it now was very I... it was very intense, but it was intense for a reason. I think. All um, right. Well, that's interesting. If I did not that I'm claiming that. that he's a great actor, but yeah, no, that that moment was have, supposed uh, to be like okay, kind of stand out huh. as, as weird. <laughs> so that's really it for this episode. Whatever the case may be, we learned that Kate sucks. Now we have <laughs> and, um Shannon and Saeed are kind of cute. Oh, sure. That's okay. what I got from it. <laughs> what about <laughs> you, Marshall? <laughs> Yeah, uh, again, they do the thing where they're like, oh, maybe this is the thing that this... I mean, obviously with Locke, they did it right out in the episode. With Jack, they took a couple episodes to really get to his hang-up. You know, not to <laughs> minimize trauma and to say it's a hang-up, but, but you know, to explain why he was seeing his dead dad oh, everywhere. Yeah. yeah. And so now they're going to take, you know, even more episodes with Kate to really explain what, what, what her thing is. Because, right, because the first episode was... Or in the farmer, and then we had this episode where they show the bank robbery, but we right. still don't know the actual base, you know. So they're kind of expanding with each one. Yeah, we learned at the end of this episode that she killed somebody. Yes. But I think I told you this before. There's actually an episode called What Kate Did where we get confirmation. I'm not saying that this wasn't what it was, but we will get solid confirmation of what the thing is that she did initially to make her a fugitive. I kind of expected that because it's they're dropping so much stuff about it. Yeah. Like, I know that not everything has to get answered, but I feel like this is, I felt like this is something that's going oh, to it's be something definitively that answered. Yeah, yeah. Because I, I know, I mean, with as many characters as they have I, I, even to the point i mean there's like even though they have a ton of characters there's still like hierarchies yeah of character importance you know what i mean yeah, in, case in terms of like here. Yeah, yeah in terms of how many how much in depth like claire is important but she got an episode to kind of explain right what is going on yeah but other characters are going to get more and it's just because they're the stuff that's going on is more complex but yeah i'm, I'm glad that they expounded upon her some more because it kind of clears up a little bit of her uh Oh, neuroses or whatever is going on with her. <laughs> yeah, we're going to get a lot more insight into what makes her Kate tick. Strange moral compass yeah. kind of thing. And, you know, a big shocker, you'll feel bad for her. <laughs> oh, I'm sure she's, she's beautiful, so we have to feel bad for her. Yeah. I got some fun facts. Do you want to hear them? I do. On the audio commentary for actually the next episode, they talk about this episode and the reason why they had that sudden, like, Oh my god, the tides are changing really quickly. We gotta move. There were actually oh, yeah, seasonal, we didn't 
talk about that. Yeah. That, I mean, that we kind of glossed over it because it was mentioned in like one scene. That's why they were moving stuff up the beach. But yeah. they were filming on Oahu in Hawaii and they there were seasonal tides that were going to fuck everything up and flood the set. So they needed a new camp set. <laughs> Jesus. So ah, okay. it was actually because of the tides changing. That's funny. That they needed to move, so they just wrote it in to the show. There was some deleted content. The briefcase would have also had a Snickers bar in it. And at the end of the episode, Sawyer would have come up to Jack and asked what they found in the case, and Jack would have tossed him the candy bar. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of wish they had just in. There would have been an extended scene of Shannon going into more detail about Finding Nemo to like make it very clear that's the movie they were talking about. <laughs> and she would have talked. She would have mentioned the cast and stuff. And Saeed would have like shown absolutely no. He would have been like, "What are you talking about? What? <laughs> what is?" Like- yeah, that's fair. I don't know that. I don't know how many uh, screenings Finding Nemo got in Iraq. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and then I mentioned the song that the song that Shannon is talking about is not actually the song that plays at the end of the French Finding Nemo, but whatever. It's it's basically the same song. But yeah, it's it's an old French song that I guess Rousseau would have known. Hmm. But yeah, that's my fun facts. The 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 next episode is called Hearts and Minds. Hearts and Minds. Does that make you think of anything? Uh default is like Jack versus Locke, maybe. Do you know what it might be referencing, like, outside of the show? Because I can give you a hint. Is this going to be something where I look really fucking dumb again? I don't think so. Okay, because I'm very scared of no. of not guessing things based on House of the Rising Sun. has has, has permanently traumatized me <laughs> about <laughs> guessing episode titles. So, Hearts and Minds could be referring to... It's a combat thing, like winning a war. There you go. Yeah, yes, yes. That's what I was going to okay. say. Yeah, so it's it's the concept of, you know, uh, winning a war or, like, conquering a country by... It's psyops. By winning the hearts and minds of the people, you know, yeah. instead of Psy- just, like, brute force. It's multiple angles of attack. It's psychological warfare. Yeah. Emotional warfare. Economical so, warfare. So, with that in mind... Is there anything? Uh, I mean, in terms of war, Saeed comes to mind. That's the only person we know that's been involved in war. So Right. But like the, could... the psychological aspect. Winning winning over hearts and minds. Given what we've seen in this episode, is there anything that makes you think of? I guess I still th- keep thinking of Locke. Okay. But I feel like that's wrong. It might not be wrong. <laughs> I'm not going to give you anything. I know. I just feel feel like I'm gonna feel like a fucking idiot. No, time. stop saying that, damn it! I listen. I can't. I just. I feel like everything I say, you're like, okay, well, that's not it. But maybe I can steer him <laughs> towards another thing. <laughs> you're, you're just like it's like you're trying to get your child to put the block in the right hole. Oh my god. <laughs> well, I'm sorry. Nope, that's I'm a, not trying that's to. Make a, you... That's a square, honey. Because <laughs> of the square spot. Nope, that's a that's a triangle. Uh, square doesn't go in the triangle. Well, anyway, that's a good guess. You're guessing Locke? So- something to do with the growing, what seems to be the growing difference between, you know, the island people and uh, <laughs> the, the want to get off the island people. Okay, well, that is a very good guess, Marshall. Mm, and we will talk about pa- it more next Don't patronize week. me. And you need to stop <laughs> doubting yourself. <laughs> Oh, thank you. <laughs> all right, damn it. Well, that's all that I have. Do you have any other, any other impressions from this episode that we uh, didn't I do want to make a guess on who is going to end up with the guns. Oh, okay. Tell me. 
so there's four. I can't remember if we actually saw four, but I think there were four in the case. Uh, I think we saw him take out all four. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Let's just say there are four. I think at first Jack might be reluctant to take one because he's a doctor and that's kind of against his whole shtick. Okay. I think, hmm, I think Kate is going to end up with one. Okay. I think Sawyer is going to end up with one, but not through honest means. Okay. And then I think, what was the, what's the uh, creepy uh, woods stalker guy? The guy that's hanging out at Locke that we think took oh, Ethan. Uh, Claire. Ethan. I think Ethan or someone aligned with him might end up with one and that leaves one more. Uh, I'm going to go, I'm going to no, go ahead and. three. No, that's that what I'm saying. Four. One more. You said Jack, Kate, Saeed, and Ethan. I didn't say Saeed. Yes, you did. No, I did not. You said you think Saeed's going to get one. Oh, did you say Sawyer? I said Sawyer. Oh, sorry. Sawyer. Okay. But regardless. Oh, so that was four. four. <laughs> yeah. Jack, Fuck. Kate, okay. Sawyer, Ethan. Okay. okay. If Kate doesn't end up with one, then I'm going to say Hurley gets it because I want Hurley to have a gun. <laughs> because you want Hurley to have a gun? <laughs> I want Hurley to have the awkward interaction of, yeah. of having a gun and be like, listen, man, I, I, I didn't ask for this power. Remember, with great power comes great responsibility. You know? <laughs> Do some nerd shit. Yeah. Yeah, Hurley, I'm not good with blood <laughs> brandishing a gun. Do you think, like, shit's gonna hit the fan? Like, how long do you think Jack is gonna manage to keep these guns a secret? Or is he going to keep it a secret? Ooh, it's like, good Like, because right now, too. Jack and Kate are the only two who know that there are guns yeah. in the case. Yeah, I think, uh, so Sawyer's definitely gonna want to be pressing. He's gonna be pressing about what was in there. But I think it also might just be, like, some stupid accident where, like, Jack sets a bag down because there's an emergency and then someone like trips over it and a bunch of guns come spilling out yeah you know what i mean it Oof. could just be something dumb like that yeah so people will find out in like, i would say the wrong way i guess like not by him saying hey guess what we got guns yeah just like how hurley found kate's mugshot because just left a fucking laying around yeah yeah okay now obviously a gun is <laughs> obviously a gun is a little more touchy than than that but right yeah i'm gonna, I'm gonna say within the next three episodes more people are gonna know about the guns so by episode 15 I don't think Locke will get a gun because I think Locke is a knife guy, and I think that's like a point of pride for him. Like, I think the fact that he is a... No, he doesn't need a gun to kill. He can just gut people like a fucking fish. I hate Locke so much. I love Locke. I love... He was only in this episode for like 20 seconds, but when he showed up, he had those crazy eyes. I was like, my boy! (laughs) Ah, Locke. Man, okay, I... (laughs) I legit don't know what I was going to say. So I guess That's fine. that means I'm done. Well, if you remember it, just record it and send it in a separate email. <laughs> Marshall, you're a little less unhinged than I am at the moment. Do you want to tell everybody about it? Oh boy, media? is that is that true? <laughs> I don't know. I sure hope so, because I feel like uh, I'm not boy. here. Okay, so. Oh, God. Okay. Do you remember what our social media is? I, I mean, I remember what the names are, but I have to get them right. Otherwise, people are going to fucking right. have their own things in. Okay, we are on Instagram at Jungle of Mystery Pod, and then we're also on Twitter. Mm-hmm. It's just Jungle of Mystery. Yeah. All right, we're on Twitter at Jungle of Mystery. Uh huh. And then you can find our podcast on Spotify and Stitcher and Anchor and Apple Podcasts and Google Podcasts. Yes. Just search for Jungle of Mystery. And right now, I'm not super great about posting on the Twitter and the Instagram, and that is to say, I rarely do it all. Except when there's new episodes. Because I have a toddler and I'm tired all the time. But... Well, you have a toddler and you're also pregnant. And I'm pregnant. It's true. But... I, swear I will to God, say you did... You did 
volunteer to be the social media person. I did. Listen, we're going to do it. And I swear okay. to God, if anybody reaches out to us on any of those platforms, I will respond to you immediately because I'm so excited to talk about loss with everybody. But in the meantime, I'm going to get better about like, you know, uh, actually posting stuff. And if you can email us too at junglemysterypod at, at gmail.com and we will promptly respond to you and give you a call out in the episode because I'm so excited to hear from people about Lost. I would talk about it all day if I could. Oh, you gotta say the thing. What's the thing? Oh shit, guys, we're gonna die alone because. <laughs> Holy shit! What? <laughs> if we can't live together, we're going to die alone. This podcast there we is over. Go. Good night. Mm, come on, Twitter. Don't cuck me. <laughs>